0: Let my tongue in my time Wearing a warning sign Wait till the world is mine Visions I vandalize Cold in my kingdom size Fell for these ocean eyes You should see me in a crowd I'm gonna run, there's nothing to help Watch me make them bow. One by one by one. One by one by. You should see me in a crowd. Your silence is my favorite sound. Watch me make them bow.
1: Listening to j Fight With me, Rich Oh, I mean <laughs> So, recently this week We received Word from the Bullet Club Those bad guys over at the Bullet Club Who are hosting tomorrow night's Blood party, and they said Truce, no, not really um, We're going to come and beat you up Lol, yes they said lol as well. Yeah, they did say lol. Yeah. That, that definitely happened, and we are barred from there, yes, yes. So, there you go. So, we're drinking our bullet bourbon tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I and I've turned into <laughs> Terry Wogan. <laughs> 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 that was, of course, the sounds of Billy Eilish, um, who is... <laughs> doing she is someone. <laughs> <laughs> so should, that is You Should See Me in the Crown by Billie Eilish um, who is the song of NXT TakeOver that is the number one song of NXT TakeOver which means it's probably going to run during the first trail um, which I think will heavily focus on the various championships that are up for grabs during this, um, during this thing obviously every single one of these matches that are here tonight Um, for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn that's going to be at the Barclays Centre that is well it's it's actually New York it is New York thank you for correcting me it is New York York. this
2: is is not Brooklyn 4
1: yeah this is not Brooklyn 4 that is the it is in Brooklyn it is actually NXT New York I suppose because the main show is in fact obviously this year in um, well it's Wrestlemania not September and of course,
2: <laughs> so they've got to call it something different, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah, they've got to call it something different. <laughs> um, so, if you are in the Barclays Center, New York, then you may be hearing our words, but you're probably not because you're not stupid enough to find this podcast. So, welcome to J <laughs> JFAVE,
2: everyone.
1: Every single one of the matches on NXT TakeOver New York is, in fact, a championship match. Um, that probably goes with the you should see me in the crown and of course very johnny gargano i think he is running away well actually it could work for adam cole as well so let's start with the first match on the card though um, that is expected to be alistair black and ricochet versus the war raiders who are the current reigning nxt tag team champions and what do you think about this match jay uh, I mean obviously we've seen a lot of Aleister Black and Ricochet Um, we've seen them across all three shows Um, they are going for the War Raiders title what is going to happen tonight as far as you're concerned
2: Um, well these guys are all from the indies and these all can go and I mean go so you're going to see the classic War Raiders stuff really big guys doing agile things uh, matching what Aleister Black and Ricochet do I can see that happening to some extent um, but yeah you're going about As Black and Ricochet being thrown together by BKM
1: uh, yeah I mean there was that famous story um, I believe echoed I'm not quite sure I, I think it may have come um, from somebody in the back um, either that or it's completely another wrestling bullshit um, so maybe rumour and innuendo I'm not quite sure of the source but I believe Vince McMahon's statement was who we need something outside of the box. Who are your top four guys from NXT? So he didn't let's even put them the, all in tag teams. <laughs> let's put them all in tag teams, even those that are strictly against being in a tag team together at this point in storyline. And it's to get them over, like people living in the WWE bubble. Yeah, so if I get they don't it. watch
2: NXT, it, it kind of mm. introduces it them to introduces to the them brand.
1: Int- yeah introduces them to the brand. I get that, um, but. We spoke earlier of the possibility of Alistair Black and Ricochet walking away with the NXT Tag Team Championships yeah, and en- WrestleMania. entering WrestleMania in their match with the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Is that correct? Um, that's and the, it's a four-way, isn't it, it? It is for the Bar and the Bar, uh, Shea. Oh, Rusuke. Rusuke. There we yeah, go. Yeah, no, that sounds <laughs> that sounds about right. So, could that be that? Do you feel that that's a possibility or?
2: I still think the World Raiders are going to take this. Um, okay. I would like them to win the NXT Tag Team Titles and then go forward into WrestleMania, and taking them in there because it would um, raise NXT's profile of someone seeing an NXT title on one of the biggest shows of the year. Yeah. So I that think would be that great. that but kind
1: of also works on the interplaying bl- brand idea as well. The idea that brands can start to interplay at s- key yeah. times of the yeah. year. Yeah. I mean that could be a way to a, um, enter a semi. Um, a semi brand split situation where you have champions who are I mean a lot of people said that that period between 2009 and 2011 um, where the um, where the champions could go between shows was one of the more popular popular times for the for the brand split um, is that the case do you think um, and that, what also was my dates correct <laughs> I don't know internet sure. tweet at us <laughs>
2: not sure about your dates there Rich <laughs> um,
1: it may have been earlier may have been later I believe Edge was one of them at one point so if that helps you on your timeline we don't have Wikipedia in front of us today so we sound a lot stupider than we are <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah do you think that that's an indication that they're aware of that because there was I think they are I think that's where they're heading they've got the women's tag team champions yeah, um, I mean, they're multi
2: brand. Going to raise uh, the women's profile in NXT, but like I said, it would be great to see them do that. But I still think War Raiders are going to take it away. They've barely been on TV. They need that win.
1: They do need that win um, because otherwise, I think could there be a contract issue with the War Raiders at this stage? I think they're probably in a three-year deal. Um, that would be the sensible thing. That would thing. Keep them in, be then. kind of standard. It's to be halfway through it right by now. Yeah. So that would make sense, probably, especially Mm. if they are pushing Aleister Black and Ricochet. So the the stereotypical question... I can see them losing
2: and then going to WrestleMania and beating three teams.
1: Yeah, I can see that (laughs) happening. I can see that happening. They missed gold last night and here they are tonight. Or alternatively, you could use it to elevate the, um, the lift of an NXT championship. The fact that somebody could hold an NXT championship at the same time as holding a WWE championship without necessarily... Without necessarily indicating that um, those two are the same title, as it, it were, would
2: be better for Fox if these two brands were to mix up.
1: Yeah, that would make sense, especially considering the more sports-like presentation.
2: Fox wanting to go three hours. Yeah, would, I mean, it would add. You could, you assets. could have it would give the people in NXT a chance to be in a bigger setting to get used to it before they moved on.
1: And vice versa, let's say the first hour was um, NXT of that. Um, and you still get a two-hour SmackDown on the network, but the first hour was at Full Sail University, and it was that week's episode of NXT. And the SmackDown superstars would go down to NXT, spend time, that it's usually heavier workers within SmackDown, people who aren't necessarily... Um, promo heavy but are instead very map based wrestlers and spend some time making sure that we don't get another Lacey Evans or um, another situation like um, where somebody might not be prepared to go into that environment
2: and keep walking down around and waving at people
1: yeah yeah um, that to me would be a very logical choice as well if you have those two brands start mixing for Fox so no that's a very good observation I think we're probably going to have to make a call on it what do you reckon Alistair Black and Ric- fair play. I'm going to go for Alistair Black and Ricochet. I think they are. I think they are flirting heavily with a brand split, especially considering that they're unifying the NXT Women's Championship. I think you could get a Women's Championship. Um, I think you could get a touring Universal Championship. I could see, imagine all of the all of the different championships going between brands now because the prize fighter process that has happened with Pete Dunne is an incredibly. Um, and it, it's been incredibly uplifting for both the UK NXT ti- title and, of course, the um, and of course Pete Dunne himself, who's held it for nearly seven hundred days at this point. So that's my thought. Humble, but you but tra- he transitioned quite well.
2: Mm. The crowd were into
1: Pete Dunne. the crowd were very into Pete Dunne, which takes us on to, of course, Walter versus Pete Dunne, which is expected to be the second match of the night. Um, this is obviously part of the NXT UK brand so yeah in regards to that where are your preliminary thoughts
2: well if anything goes by the progress matches it's, it's going to be a barnstormer. <laughs> it's going to be hard hitting it's going to be potentially the match of the night but a lot of these matches have potential to do that of course, um, but yeah, have you seen any of the progress stuff?
1: Um, I have seen some of Walter's stuff. Um, I believe it was probably not progress. I think it should have, it will have been from some of the independents, but more likely the ones that are willing to promote a Walter match on YouTube or something similar. Um, obviously, I saw um, I saw Walter though at the. Um,
2: We're actually going to see him wrestle, actually wrestle, not just do like the three moves that he's been doing.
1: Well. Yeah, I mean, he's a very imposing man. I think we're going to see a lot out of him anyway. And, of course, he is a brawler um, in his in his style. He is a raw brawler. He takes what I said about Pete Dunne a few episodes ago where I called him a brawler and makes that seem like the biggest miscalculation um, of Fade's entire run because he is one hell of a brawler comparatively. Volta. Volta. Are they going to call him Volta exclusively at this stage? Um, I think they're still using Walter, to hmm. be fair. I, I believe it's Americans are pronouncing it Walter. Everyone else is going for a bit of the Russian style because, of course, the ring announcer on NXT UK seems to have called him Volta a few times now. So it could be, could be something like that.
2: And on the UK, scene, they like call him Volta as well.
1: Yeah, so that, that so could yeah. actually be a way of kind of adding a bit of subtle legitimacy for those fans watching from outside of... The, that part of the promotion um, should be quite interesting overall I am expecting to see a lot from Pete Dunne especially if this is his penultimate penultimate affair I am drinking bullet bourbon you are drinking bullet bourbon now we're pouring some wine because why the fuck not yes um, that is what we do here at J-Fate of especially course
2: Wrestlemania weekend yeah, this what is the.
1: In? This is potentially the final night on our developmental brand. Possibly the second to final night on our developmental brand, um, which sadly has been nixed by the bully, <laughs> <Club. laughs> who have sent us a cease and desist letter, saying that we shall not use but because it is written in their font. Mm. Jay, what wine are we drinking tonight? Just to break up proceedings a bit.
2: It is good. Um, This one... Apophic Red. Red. Yes.
1: Um, we are not sponsored by Apothic Red. Um, I've actually just realised how cheesy that, sound, that actual <laughs> part of it sounded. We are just drinking it's everything. California. inside. It's apparently from California. It's also Asda's own brand. So big ups <laughs> to our boys in Asda. It is pretty good. Then, <laughs> Who yeah. we are not advertising for. They did not pay us a penny for this. They there should. are only five of you. <laughs> so... Pete Dunne or Walter who's going over I think
2: Walter's going over
1: I think Walter is going over I think Pete Dunne <laughs> is has bigger things
2: Pete Dunne's held that title for such a long time how yeah. many is it now 500 and uh, no
1: 600 we are really? we are talking legit non fade. this isn't a Goldberg situation we're touching the 670 mark or at least we were the last count I had
2: um, he will be the longest reigning UK champion for, for a
1: very long time um, but I mean this this is a guy who's going straight to the fucking moon I think he's going to go so far to the moon he's going to reach the giddy heights of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal this is a prediction right
2: here now in JFA
1: you may be hearing this Pete Dunne may be the fifth winner of the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal which of course we know is the cursed Battle Royal of the Wrestlemania season well the second the, there, there are
2: t- Dunn can change this.
1: Maybe he can. Maybe he can be the one. Maybe fifth time lucky. Um, obviously, Mojo Rawley um, won it um, oh, and yeah, He's really
2: good. He likes talking in mirrors.
1: Yeah, um, and they're not talking in mirrors, and then talking in mirrors again. Um, seems to be they. They seem to have forgotten that. He really like one. Yeah, no, he, 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 he. There's something going on there. Um, obviously, the the Big Show I believe won it one year. Um, that was two thousand. That was that was 13- you know, thirteen.
2: Just Big Show. He's yeah, big and the show.
1: Matt Hardy, um, he won it with a gimmick that everyone had been waiting for, and everyone was slightly disappointed by when it actually arrived. Um, I would have loved to see him do something with the Destroyers. Is he
2: defending this 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 championship, this trophy, this year? Was it last year that he won that? Uh,
1: yes, yes. So he is. So yeah, yeah he is. So, yeah, we are looking at so a Matt Hardy makes, makes a
2: lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Two time champion Matt Hardy.
1: Yeah. Um, well, that would actually make sense. That would make sense. That is your pick. Two-time champion Matt Hardy, it will make sense to have version 1, effectively, that's what we're getting at the moment, or a kind of... Multi-furious. We are getting a very, very different Matt Hardy to the Matt Hardy we had last year. Um, This is a Matt Hardy who can work cohesively in a unit with his brother Jeff if they have to on a moment's notice, Um, and it works as a concept. I can understand that, however, I think Pete Dunne is going into the Andre the Giant Battle Royal... And I think he is going to win it. And I think he is going to elevate that.
2: What, over his head? <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> <laughs> Although that was a very good response. Uh, cheers to that. But no, no, I think he's going to just elevate that battle royal. And we won't see unlucky unlucky occasions like...
2: How can you elevate something that happens once a year? He's just going to carry it around with him, and everyone's going to get bored of it over the, when next the
1: most few, like few weeks. When the most successful prestige that the Andre the Giant Battle Royal in its five years now has actually spat out is Baron Corbyn, that is the most good it's done from someone's career since winning it, is it not? Possibly, yeah. I think I that was quite Pete done.
2: I, so I thought it was going to be big things for him, but I was completely wrong. Well, and now I don't care for him anymore.
1: I think I think the lone wolf concept is fine. I think they could have they could have kept that going for a much longer time, and what they instead did was um, was quickly try and find a way to get this thing over. The lone wolf works best as a face, as a concept, but when you're stuck on Raw as a face, yeah as an Alistair Black style figure, as the destro that's what the Lone Wolf says to me. It says somebody who doesn't need friends. And what you do is you get a lone wolf who just always comes almost close to the title over the course of two or three years. He refuses help from anybody up to the point where there is I don't know his future tag team champion par- championship partner, for instance, could for instance Be holding out his hand and trying to help him in a situation of some kind. And he could refuse, say, that because he's the lone wolf. And then...
2: That is very far-fetched for WWE, I have to say. That's more New Japan Pro Wrestling.
1: It is more New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I am looking forward to the Super Show tomorrow night, um, which should be a good transitional period between the NXT goodness and, of course, the Wrestlemania goodness. We will be here at JFAG all the way through. Um going to get some interesting sounds
2: coming out of this microphone.
1: You really are. We are going to get more of our trunk. You guys are going to hear absolutely every bit of it. Um, and you are more than welcome. I'm hoping that there are people who are watching this on catch-up in a few years' time and just... Listening to our insanity over this entire (laughs) affair, I'm hoping that these episodes become a benchmark. Oh yeah. This is not only the peak of the WrestleMania season, this will be the peak of the season for our new show, which will have its inaugural episode after WrestleMania. What will it possibly be called? Can you guess?
2: Can you guess? Can you put it in an box and guess?
1: Let us know. Let us know in the comments. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Riddle versus The Velveteen Dream for the NXT North American Championship.
2: They've had some very interesting promos together.
1: They have had some very interesting promos. Matt Riddle says, bro, Velveteen Dream carries (laughs) it. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Velveteen Dream is very good on the mic. He has been amazing. Um, first off, I think the most important question that everybody wants to hear answered, or at least me, as a guy who is known as The Bear, what is Velveteen Dream going to wear this time? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Beard, my straight partner in crime and not sex? <laughs> <laughs> No editing.
2: I don't know. I don't know. It's always a surprise. I don't know. He might wear something that is... No idea. I have no idea. He always has a concept to it.
1: I think he... I said previously that he is going as... um, I I think it's either going to be the Ultimate Warrior or... Who did you suggest? I don't remember. Me neither. Find out by listening to Fabe <laughs> <laughs> on Anchor. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway. They had a really
2: good interaction there, didn't they? Um, yeah. And the 5-way match. Uh, that's why I'm excited for this match, because they seem to be able to transition each other's moves quite well, uh, quite seamlessly, so I think this is going to be a really good match as well.
1: Velveteen Dream strikes me as somebody who is going to be known as being a cross between Mr. Perfect and Prince. He is going to be an... Prince abs- Perfect. No, well, maybe <laughs> that would be a good name for him. <laughs> Although it would also be a good name for Ty Dillinger had he have stayed with the WWE and been put in um, Fandango's place in the Fashion Police, which would have been an absolutely brilliant news for him. Deputy Ty Dillinger. Yeah, Prince Perfect. Yeah, drop the ball there, WWE. Just saying. I reckon Velveteen Dream is going to go quite far in this match I reckon him and Alistair Black that was an awakening for many of us Um, and he every single time I've seen him in the ring it has been an affair and a half talented
2: talented guy
1: really talented he's clearly put a lot of work in Um, he has a character that is just mind-blowingly good doing a good job with him Shawn Michaels has done an insane job with him, um, but Vel- a lot of that is down to Velveteen Dream as well. That is Oh you obviously, he's the
2: guy. You've seen the
1: earlier Tough Enough footage, team. I'm sure, um, of Velveteen Dream, um, where he is not, there is nothing there. I don't even know, that, this is how over Velveteen Dream is, I don't even want to know the real story behind him, yet. I'm too much enjoying being slightly kayfabe by this character. And I think That's that fair. that says how good Velveteen Dream is um, all over. Matt Riddle is an unknown entity going into that, but I reckon either Velveteen, Velveteen Dream is the guy you put him on, on this Not card. He's really unknown. He's
2: a UFC he's fighter. He's been in the Indies for a while. Um, when he first got into wrestling, his gimmick was, I don't know how to wrestle. I'm still an MMA fighter and kept getting disqualified for breaking the rules. Mm. And he's had character progression into a wrestler. Okay. So he's not really unknown. Mm. He's he, he started with that character, and then evolved into. So a from our perspective,
1: today. so from our perspective, we are we are seeing Matt Riddle, Matt Riddle ready for the ring. Um, yeah, so NXT, this is this, this is him ready to go.
2: Yeah.
1: Excellent. I think um, for me that's a bit of a surprise. Um, I did I haven't looked into Matt Riddle either just because I'm not interested enough because of his complete and utter lack of any form of character.
2: Um, so yeah, he would do like
1: MMA stuff and get disqualified. Perfect, that is awesome. So, okay, no, I'm interested so he was in learning, learning to
2: Wrestling as he was on the show, that I'm interested.
1: I'm interested to see where this is going. Um, with WWE, we have so many people come out. Uh, Shayna Baszler as a great example. Um, obviously, you've also got Ronda Rousey, who apparently just walked straight out of UFC and Knew just how to got. Wrestle. <laughs> yeah, just kind of, just kind of ran through stu hart's dungeon gave him a gave him a wave <laughs> and um, all of a sudden know how to wrestle and i don't mean they've ever touched or just, you know else.
2: practice their matches yeah practice hours a day. But,
1: i mean in kayfabe this is that's effectively the idea is that they've just you know gone and studied tape and then been like oh, yeah, i am a wrestler now and can do all the moves perfectly that seems to be what they're suggesting yeah or that wrestling is so <laughs> legitimate that you can transit that it's got transitional skills possibly. Anyway, um,
2: she is losing a lot more, like punching and knee striking. Now she's a heel, so she's gone back to being more of an MMA fighter now.
1: Who is winning this
2: though? Oh, Velveteen Dream or Matt Riddle? Oh, Matt Riddle because the Velveteen Dream has got to be called up
1: now, right? Why? Why bother?
2: Oh no! Obviously, keeping him there would
1: be great. You've got NXT North American Champion. What about? Could you unify that with anything? I reckon the US Championship.
2: Well, you could. And that brings us back to SmackDown and NXT yeah. becoming the same That would make sense. You could brand. still
1: have the Intercontinental Champion, and then you would effectively have the de- Developmental brand and the B-Show, and those two elevating the each other. The B-Show,
2: it's definitely the A-Show. It is definitely. It, it
1: has always been the A-Show, though. Oh, no, um, I mean, it did take a turn
2: for a while, but recently it is gone
1: yeah I, lo- I love uh, I think we're getting back to the um, I think we're getting back to the big six stage um, you know we're talking 2003 to kind of 2005 you had obviously the greats um, I think we're getting back to H. that point
2: even Batista back then was really good on the, yeah. On the show yeah Rain and then Stereo. you've got Rey
1: Mysterio Kurt Angle um, for a period um, obviously John Cena Um, at certain points Um, John Cena was a great kind of front guy um, who everybody would quite happily watch he was a great cartoon style stand-in for Stone Cold Steve Austin Um, but eventually he would become the guy who made more merchandise sales than anybody else in the company for a very long time Um, but everything below that was worker it was worker after worker after fucking worker and it is that classic business model of keep a great charismatic face on top um, whilst also having very good stuff kind of on the undercard, and then elevating people into that area of the top of the I'm card. Nodding right now. I like your verbal nodding skills. <laughs> it is. It is a good quality. Um, it's it's, it's a lot harder on the nod. phone though because we're out of sync. But yeah, yeah we have great synchronicity. We have a. Great it's like we're in the same room. Thing. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> I've just pulled a face at Jay as if to say this is actually much easier when you podcast in the same room. Yeah. Like really, really easy now. Over the phone is a lot harder. Like when we
2: first started in the room, it's, yeah, it's much better now, isn't it? Bollocks. It's (laughs) going to be a lot of travel for me, isn't it? Right. It's all me. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Velveteen Dream is my pick.
2: I'm going Matt Reddell, So I like this. We've got a bit of a thing going off here. Uh,
1: th- is this a com-
2: Is this a competition? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So I've got War Raiders. We're both going for Walter. But we've got I'm Matt Reddle, your Velveteen Dream. So.
1: Um, I actually think that this is the time when we decide who is going to be Beard and who is going to be Bear. I'm,
2: I'm Beard. <laughs> 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 <What>? <laughs> There's there's no changing that.
1: Good night everybody. Bye everyone, it's been so much fun. Bye. <laughs> WrestleMania. Woo <laughs> Ready for the big lights. Um <laughs> oh, dear me. Yeah. Um, okay, well what what else can we do that's not beard and bear related then? In regards to a competition. Let's have a think about that while we also oh, try and remember Oh I still have wine, everybody. However, I am going to drink this entire little bit of wine and then drink more wine. This Uh, entire little bit of wine. I'm going to take a gulp of wine and then I am going to tell you what the next match is going to be. (laughs) (laughs) That was too much wine, ladies and gentlemen.
2: (laughs) you want some more in one?
1: Ayo Shirai, <laughs> Bianca Belair, Carrie Sain, Shayla Basler, <laughs> Shayla Basler, who is the reigning champion in a four-way NXT Women's Championship match, Women's Championship match, Jay, what are your thoughts? My thoughts is you got wine on your face, mate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's a it's not a visual medium, so I'm glad you told everybody.
2: That's alright. <laughs> Let us go. Oh, this is obviously gonna start off with Shane and Baszler kicking the crap out of everybody. hmm Until obviously they all stop on Shane and Baszler. Obviously it's a fatal four-way. No disqualification. Let's Fight, Let's Play is going to come down, obviously, to help Shayna. I think... So it's going to become like a three-on-three on three at one point. Mm, of course. And then they'll get the upper hand, and then Let's Fight, Let's Play will do one at one point. Come back, attack one of them. Separate them. Mm-hmm. I think that like maybe be Biel- Bianchi Belair. Okay. And then I think Kyrie Sane will hit her finisher, and then her
1: friend will betray her, somehow take her out. Ayo Shirai. That's right, Ayo Shirai. The simple story in this situation would be to have a reigning champion who has three people just braying for the top. You've got Bianca Belair, obviously, would be the first person to show that, definitely, I think. Kyrie Sane, at some point decides that the championship is more important than their temporary alliance and also starts on Bianca Belair as well. They start brawling together and it takes Ayosha Shirai to reach their level over the course of around two or three minutes until they have all unlocked this kind of three-way element after Shayna Baszler has taken a big bump. And then she comes in like the monster that she is and loses to Bianca Belair
2: I would like Bianca Belair to win
1: I would love Bianca Belair to win
2: Ayo Shirai will win in the fashion I think because we're going to see four horsewomen at Wrestlemania all eight of them mm. in this main event you're going to you, because it's trouble a triple threat match you're going to see Shayna Baszler and let's fight let's play they're going to turn up and then Boston Hook connection will become part of the match and in and some kind of scuffle, you, you're going to see Becky Lynch win.
1: Becky Lynch? What, the NXT Women's Championship?
2: Oh, this is at WrestleMania. I've moved on from that now because I've already made my prediction for Aisha Rai to win. I've moved into WrestleMania. Oh, okay. And you'll see the four horsemen, or eight of them.
1: I understand. I understand. Um, that would make sense, except Charlotte and Becky really shouldn't be getting involved in such an event at this stage in their feud. No matter who comes out as the champion, I can't see Ronda Rousey just winning and moving on to another onto another woman unless um, Beth Phoenix is that the one who's returning. Yeah, yeah, the glam unless design. yeah, unless Beth Phoenix ends up being her next opponent going into SummerSlam for a little mini run.
2: Mm. I mean, it, is, it, is, it has been said that Stephanie may be Becky Lynch's opponent. I mean, you could have Becky Lynch win, and down the line, you could have uh, screw over Becky Lynch at some point. Of course. Maybe in, they decide to unify the championships, maybe not at WrestleMania, do a ladder match. Mm-hmm. Easy way to screw over, knock over the ladder.
1: And let Charlotte win I would say we're getting Charlotte it makes make sense um, yeah I mean coming out of this Wrestlemania you have to have a mega heel I don't think you're going to get a mega heel at the end of the show I don't think you're going to get a mega heel winning at the end of the show so as a result I think what you will see is Becky Lynch take it which means that she will not be able to do the NXT the NXT um, Four Horsemen kind of bash Because she'll be too busy being the woman's chat. She'll be too busy being the female Stone Cold Steve Austin. Because they need that feel good moment. They have to set off that one time a year pyro, unless they go to Saudi Arabia. That one time a year pyro. They do, don't they?
2: And I I do have my predictions for the other two matches that are happening. I'll save those for later on in the week.
1: I think that's tomorrow. I think that's a good idea. Um, so my thoughts are that somebody who is a face has to lose at some point. So find out who is picking who when you listen later who, in the week. Who? Who? By myself. Who, who? 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 Could be the last time we hear that could be. in a while. You never know, because we may see something interesting coming out of the new day. Personally, I don't think so. Find out why I'm wrong
2: tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Johnny Gargano versus oh sorry um, you said Shayna Baszler did you I said Bianca Belair no no we both no, agreed Aya Bianca Shirai. Belair I want Bianca Belair to win but I don't think she will you think Ayo Shirai is going to burst it. out as a mega heel down the line yeah is Ayo Shirai where, what's her origin do we know Japanese Japanese ok that would make sense
2: Kyrie's saying there used to be, t- there used to be a tag team in Japan mm. I'm pretty sure of that if I'm wrong let me know obviously on Twitter
1: yeah yeah. we are of course at JFabe podcast that is J-F-A-B-E podcast and of course at Rich JFabe or R-J-Fabe R-J. yeah R-J-Fabe that is definitely definitely a name that I am not necessarily willing to keep <laughs> <laughs> So it might be, uh, I might be Bear. I might just be known as Bear from Beard and Bear.
2: Yeah, that was a good time to throw that in there.
1: Mm.
2: Like you came up with it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jay came up with Beard and Bear as a podcast name and it's better.
2: But... um. You know, more on that in a (laughs) Wrestlemania
1: podcast. Well, no, because you're the kind of dedicated listener who's gone back and listened to this at some point and found out why we changed the name. You're going to have that as a piece of knowledge there. Listener. Listener, thank you very much. One, two, three, four, and five. Yeah. Johnny Gargano. Gargano versus Adam Cole in a two out of three falls match. So if we choose opposing people in this match that means we will be two well four predictions in where we have disagreed I think there is a com- there is a competition coming
2: there is because it's going to be three of them which will give a winner so <laughs> yeah so they tried to build this didn't they with a promo yeah. the promo good promo uh Play yeah enjoyed the promo with the title belt just like in the middle of the ring but i don't think this is going to need any build i mean they built it quite well
1: yeah Um, this this is the reason though that i believe um that this is going to be it's going to be one hell of a match these two guys have fought each other in countless matches
2: is not facing one person he's facing
1: four (sighs) but you should see him in a crown Definitely, see him in the crown. <laughs> He's gonna make him bow one by one by one by one, one by one by one by one. Yeah, I reckon Johnny Gargano is working away with this, and it is that song, the pick of that song, that has led me to believe what you're looking, f- what you're looking at is possibly the return of the WrestleMania trail, where you have a trail of highlights from that previous night just at the end of the show and I reckon it's going to be to that song and Johnny Gargano is going to raise his arm as that final match happens in that trail.
2: Because this is probably supposed to happen anyway. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa was supposed to be in this match. It was probably meant to be a two out of three 4
1: Sadly, the story is is correct if we tell it like we told it last time in the previous episode of JFAPE, of course, where Tommaso Ciampa... As he is injured, Johnny Gargano just can't make that title, and he ends up moving on to the main roster as someone who is still chasing his first great title, his first historic. What title. one? Moving to Two Hundred Five.
2: <sighs> he could take Two Hundred Five because he's got a cool following. He could take Two Hundred Five and elevate
1: it. He could elevate it easily. He is the level that could elevate a brand like Two Hundred Five. You would have to make Two Hundred Five
2: versus Johnny Gargano money.
1: Yeah, no, you are entirely right. You are entirely right. I mean, imagine a feud... That could be on the actual main show. I mean, they should be on the main show now, but they're not. but Hmm. But, I mean, imagine a feud between him and Gentleman Jack Gallagher. Imagine that told over the course of six months. Gentleman Jack could go through the same kind of transformation from a technical wrestler into somebody who can fight a much... Much more hard-hitting style. If he just slightly bolts up a bit more and just becomes that little bit more vicious with it physically, he could become the next Zack Sabre Junior. In regards to oh, that, no, I like that, I like that, that. That's a good plan. There, someone like Johnny Gargano could get him to go that far to dispose of the gentleman and go more in a knave kind of direction or a rogue or some kind of. He's William Regal, but he is violent as fuck and almost, almost more intelligent than Zack Sabre Jr., just not as bendy.
2: (laughs) Just not as bendy. (laughs)
1: And Johnny Gargano is the kind of wrestler who could sensibly elevate him to that point, the point where he gets so much emotion that he actually goes beyond his pretense of the gentleman and enters Pete Dunne realms of desperation or viciousness in how he applies his skills
2: I like it I can't say anything against that
1: I'm going to say that Johnny Gargano is actually a great spot in 205 yeah I would watch if Johnny Gargano he went does, to 205 I would watch I, I have not
2: in the it's not as dead as it used to be yeah I do not watch it
1: I do not watch it and the reason is is just because there's so much wrestling that 205 is the least important because the because rich,
2: I'm getting an impact and ROH at the moment, <laughs> and 205, and WWE NXT, UK, and NXT.
1: I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> 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 I'm designing logos.
2: I <laughs> was over this last week. Actually, I managed to get all of that in, and I was quite proud of myself. Nicely
1: done. Yeah. All right. I think it's I a think lot of wrestling though. I need to get more oh, independent some, stuff in my and, repertoire.
2: Daredevil as well.
1: I am looking forward. Best season. To Daredevil, really. Best season. But I am, it's, it's all gone away now, so it's fine. And I am I looking forward um, to a future where I can watch more independent wrestling. There has been so much WWE content, there has been so much speculation surrounding this WrestleMania weekend that. It has been the perfect training uh, ground for us. MLW as well, MLW. It has been the perfect training ground for us. I am waiting for the G1 Climax. That, to me, is going to be our... Which group do you reckon you would like? How about this? If we can both name separate wrestlers by the end of WrestleMania weekend, the end of our prediction, the winner gets his wrestlers group even if we go for the same that's, wrestler that's,
2: you know that's fine that's that's all right um or we could flip a coin
1: you know <laughs> I don't know <laughs> see who wins see who gets that tasty tasty thing
2: so who do you think is gonna win uh, Johnny
1: Gargano and Adam Cole Johnny Gargano Johnny Gargano in that case, we have three bats going out of NXT. Yeah. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yeah, we'll find out who wins out. As the Black and War
2: Raiders, Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream, and the Fatal 4-Way, Ira Shirai, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, Sh- and Shayna Baszler. That will decide.
1: Yeah, I am, I am expecting Bianca Belair to finally get that title off Shayna Baszler. <laughs> Who do you reckon's getting first fall in the two out of three falls match? Adam Cole. Who do you reckon's getting the second fall?
2: Johnny gogar
1: <laughs> Who do you reckon's getting the third fall? Johnny Gogar. <laughs> yeah. I'm about there. Cool. Well, well, this, has Jay Fabe. this has it's been J-Fabe. This has been J-Fabe. Ooh, AJ Styles. Oh, AJ, you're so AJ, so dreamy, AJ. AJ, so dreamy. This is, this is Dan he does that yeah he does that that's going to be the soundtrack to this entire so thing for the entire podcast all over the
2: weekend I live in Dan so he says this to me all the time I, I think he really likes it. AJ Styles I can't
3: brush your hair AJ I want to strip your beard
2: I think he likes him a lot
1: I think I think I think Dan's slowly making his way into this into this podcast do you reckon that beard and bear and Dan would be a good <laughs> name <laughs> for a <laughs> podcast Jay no it's all about Beard Bear and AJ. Beard Bear and AJ. Beard bear
4: and
1: AJ. Does that mean you're AJ? REPL- Does that mean you're AJ? It
4: depends
1: how much you're gonna pay me a night. Oh, you are getting me considering some things. <laughs> Will Richard take up his offer? Find out tomorrow night.
2: On J Fame. Bit of
1: a bear out. Bit of bear out, Beard, bear out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <larva honesty> this spot We're be there, so it's suck. Are you
3: ready? Get out, get out Take those mental shackles off and throw them away you got to get them out of your mind Don't you let division leave you blind Moving, standing now It's a revelation for so long Your focus has been digging away Now you're breaking away They may think they know you, but an education No, they can't control you Once you've broken away they come patrolling your mind When they're searching for you They will find A father.
1: To the second half of our Saturday release of j folks Focusing on everything that happened at the Barclays Center in New York yesterday. Um, NXT TakeOver New York, of course. Um, it was one hell of a night. Coming in at 3 hours and 16 minutes. It's five five matches, matches on the card. Five matches on the card, yeah. Um, obviously. Usual kind of malarkey going on with Mauro Ronaldo, Nigel McGuinness, Percy Watson, and Vic Joseph as the commentators um, on the English side. Vic Joseph only being present for the UK Championship match, and of course, we were all treated to at uh, Time. We were all treated to a fantastic pre-show panel. Starring Charlie Caruso, Sam Roberts, and Pat McAfee. Not much to say about that, so let's move straight on to the actual (laughs) matches themselves. War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe, who were the defending champions, faced Alistair Black and Ricochet. What were your thoughts on this match? Jay went 31 minutes and 10 seconds, the second longest match on the card.
2: Slow paced. Slow, paced. slow pace, very yeah. slow pace. Wasn't very methodical. Very methodical. Was expecting that of these four to be fur. Thought they were
1: going to go at it fast pace. Fantastic, move move, which they kind of did. Um, yeah, there was some. There was some amazing moments um, early on in the match. There was an excellent moment where Alistair Black and I believe it was was it Roe or Hanson? Rowe. They seem to have this story that I wasn't aware of that they mm. carried through to this match. Yeah. Um, seemed to be the kind of story that has played out in the ring um, over over a long period of time very very nicely executed where they are almost bar for bar on each other um, and at one point they even met a moment of parlay and in fact decided to both duck out and let Ricochet and Hanson take over um, and Rico- came, came back
2: with a seamlessly segment that was done previously (laughs) by Uh, Kenny omega and um abushi
1: yeah i mean the final the final 15 minutes of this match was almost um a war raiders tribute to the golden lovers at times there was a lot of um there was a lot of v triggering there was one hell of a lot uh, there was even the second rope well, no, that came later on, actually. That was in a different match. There was a lot. Um, over the course of this entire event, actually, there was a lot of New Japan Pro Wrestling-style um, style set pieces um, there was. and spots. I am wondering, um, and I, I proposed this to Jay earlier um, during our watch-along, as it were, um, that WWE could potentially be taking New Japan Pro Wrestling spots and doing them on their NXT product, in order to further facilitate the idea that New Japan Pro Wrestling is copying them, remembering that New Japan Pro Wrestling is playing at the Garden um, tonight, they are um, against. Well, they are in a super show with ROH.
2: They're clearly worried about them coming into the American market.
1: Yeah, so they want to show themselves as um, the people who are setting the standard in the American market, and a lot Probably of pe- copy.
2: Well, their promotion—that's that's the
1: <laughs> that's the brilliant thing about Vince McMahon. Over time, he takes what works elsewhere and makes it his. And the only way to make it his is by having a complete and utter tribute to New Japan Pro Wrestling before a lot of people actually see New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think that there will be quite a few matches that have to swap spots around. Madison Square Garden as a result of the particularly War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet and Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. Um along with along with a few other spots from various other matches. I think Volta th- and Pete Dunn. Volta and Pete Dunn. That was
2: a very Um, strong style based match but you would expect it out of these two
1: you would expect it out of those two Um, however it was certainly more Japanese in its influence possibly because of Volta's presence and experience with um, interplay between um, the UK and Japanese market but overall this War Raiders versus Alistair Black and Ricochet match a good match great match, War Raiders went over it did, so that's one to me. That is indeed one to Jay. Interesting fact about this match was that when they showed the replay packages, almost all of the replays um, after the match was over was to put over Alistair Black and Ricochet rather than the War Waders, barring the finishing flurry. Um, do you think that that takes into your um, takes into your bet or prediction? My prediction of WWE booking,
2: yeah, um, they're gonna they're gonna win. They're going to win uh, at, WrestleMania at WrestleMania Sunday
1: or Monday morning for us. Mm. And as a result, um, you're going to have War Raiders as the NXT champions who have had a pinfall victory over a main roster tag team. Um, so that could technically, just by association, elevate the NXT championship, of course, um, just in, in stock, but very, very interesting either way. Um, certainly not something we've seen before. Um all in all if you were to put this on the Meltzer scale I know it's not in the Tokyo Dome but see if you can just pull it out um what what would you have given this I'm out not of sure 5 I'm sure it was in
2: the Tokyo Dome so I don't know how I can do
1: that. Well mm. uh, as it was give it a 19 Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> fair. That is fair as it wasn't in the Tokyo Dome. Yeah 19 is is fair. I'm going to go I'm going to go one better than that and say it was a 21. I'm not very it's good at math. 21 not what very good a at math. going up there. Yeah, 21. So, Velveteen Dream um, versus Matt Riddle. This match went on for 17 minutes and 35 seconds. It was a singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Great spots in this match. Um, very, very good angles all over from Velveteen Dream, who was not necessarily in a send-up costume, really, was he? He was more in just kind of a Velveteen Dream costume, but... There was some certain spot borrowing from him as well um, in regards to the second rope German suplex, which was very, very well executed by Matt Riddle, but the ring positioning was exactly the same. Cesaro does use that as well. Cesaro uses it. Um, Obviously, it's, again... a a Kota Ibushi mainstay. It is. Um, And I will say, comparing bar-to-bar execution of this move as Kota Ibushi performs it against Velveteen Dream as he performed it, um, where would you put it? I myself, there was a moment where Matt Riddle's feet bounced off the rope, which is not something that is necessary when Kota Ibushi pulls off this move because he has that excellent Kota core strength. Um, Kota Core Strength. Kota Core Strength. Is it all spelled with a K? Yes. Even um, the strength. KKS. Yes. <laughs> Kota Core Kenth. And as a result, <laughs> Velveteen Dream managed to um, beat Matt Riddle um, due to that move, as well as several other spots. So he also <laughs> stole one. That's why I just said.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Wow.
1: No okay, editing, so, guys. So. No editing this weekend. <laughs> This weekend, there is no editing. I didn't mean to do that. Yeah, he didn't. Bless him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, great match. All in all, it was a back and forth. You didn't know who was going to win this match. And right at the end, it seemed that Matt Riddle got the bro mission on there. And Velveteen
1: rolled him up for the win. What do you think about Velveteen Dream's um, Hogan tribute halfway through the match? He did the U spot that we've all seen many times before. He
2: did a few Hall of Famers. He did a lot of um, DX as well. Did famouser, yeah, pop that off. Seems Didn't like he do something else as
1: well, but can't remember quite remember.
2: S- it was last night.
1: Yeah, it was last night, and we were <laughs> fairly drunk. This was about the time that we were almost five or six or seven or twelve glasses of whiskey deep, um, and there was certainly there was certainly a little bit of that Bob Marley magic in the air. As well, um, because we we put some reggae on. Love that reggae. Yeah. Anyway, um, all in all, out of five stars, where would you put this? Out of five stars, out of five stars, I would give this 18. On the Meltzer scale, it's slightly below the War Raiders and Alistair Blacker Ricochet. Um, obviously, length plays an important part. On the Meltzer scale, anyway, um, I am going to say, I am going to say a very healthy nineteen. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go half better. <laughs> what? <laughs> Eighteen,
2: nineteen, half better.
1: <laughs> yeah, because because the maths thing. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, it was a callback. So, yeah. Was a callback. Yeah, calling back to something I don't remember clearly. From this very podcast, Volta <laughs> and Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne being the reigning champion. Um, obviously, this was for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Pete Dunne at this point, two right six hundred and eighty-five days into his reign, just short, absolutely insane. Just short of his two-year mark um after 25 minutes and 40 seconds i did think this match was going to go 30 minutes so i wasn't too far off on that one yeah no i think you you pretty much called called a fair didn't we both say velveteen dream was going to win by the way or um, did I? was that a win for me
2: that was a win for you because
1: i said matt riddle you did say matt riddle so we are now one neck one. and neck neck and neck volta um was the winner of the oh my god he's got us doing it we are now calling him volta volta I think that might actually be his name. Volta <laughs> defeated Pete Dune, as it were. Dune. Dune. <laughs> Pete Dune. Pete <laughs> Dune. <laughs> uh, Kevin um, Dunn. Yeah, yeah, Kevin Kevin <laughs> Dunn. Volta um, defeated Pete Dunn after 25 minutes and 40 seconds. One hell of a fucking match this was, wasn't it?
2: Barnstormer, hard hitting, Abs- strong style.
1: Yeah, this was
2: joint manipulation by both of them Mm. some nasty (laughs) kicks to the throat by Walter
1: oh that was that was fairly vicious and obviously Pete Dunne with his fantastic um holding both arms and stomping repeatedly on the face of Walter I haven't seen that before um well I'd certainly seen that before obviously we all had really Jay's being sarcastic for those of you aren't quite sure um but certainly but still it added to the match it added to the viciousness of that match It did indeed. It was really well executed. looked really, really good. And all in all, um, yeah, the entire piece was one hell of a barnstormer. Um, Any kind of important notes from this other than the fact that it was great to see Walter um, really go hard hitting throughout this match and um, really show us what he can do over a 25-minute match? Yeah,
2: we need to see that because... What we've seen at the moment on, on NXT UK was him coming in, doing his signatures and squashing everyone.
1: Well, I think that puts him in a good position to be um, prize a, fighter. a prize fighter kind of element where he can go cross-brand very much like Pete Dun did. Um, definitely needs to get involved in the um, NXT US scene as well by occasionally turning up at special events. I think fighting the odd person from their, from their roster and possibly even seeing him appear on some other shows as well throughout wwe there's no reason why 205 (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) volta versus the lucha house party Mm. bucket bucket yeah bucket (laughs) wwe in a ladder match gotta be a ladder match so for the pinata (laughs) (laughs) Uh, should we go on to the next match did we give this a rating this 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 has definitely got a twenty three out of five. Twenty three out of five? I'm going to go twelve better and say it got a forty
2: nine. <laughs> <laughs> that is right up there at Tokyo Dome.
1: Yeah, no, that, that may as well have been at Tokyo Dome. i thoroughly enjoyed every single second of this match. It was it was certainly bell to something bell. bell to bell. Brutal. Yeah. I I I do you think that this out of out of the matches we've seen so far? all three of them are contenders for match of the year um, in the 2019 match of the year collection at the end of the year on, on WWE Network, wouldn't you say? Yeah, no, yeah, yeah I would definitely. say that all three of them. Definitely. Um, that I would love to say that carries into the next match for me. Um, however, the next match was a standard fatal four-way match. As far as I'm concerned, um, Ayo Shirai, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, and Shayna Baszler um, all decided to have a fatal four-way match for the NXT Women's Women's Championship. It was 15 minutes 45 seconds. What were your thoughts on 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 seeing yet another fatal four-way match for a title? Um, and on the back of that, how do you feel that this was paced?
2: I thought it was it pays quite well considering the time that they had. Yeah, um, yeah. Each uh, competitor had their time to shine within that match, show what they could do. Um, yeah, not really much to say about it. Like you said, it was pretty. Yeah, I for mean, a I fall I fall,
1: I Io Shirai and Kari Sainz really showed. I would have
2: preferred to be a bit of a swerve going off, but there wasn't. Mm. It was just Jinder Baszler winning.
1: I think it's <laughs> it's.
2: Yeah, I mean we've had By thre- choking up Bianca Belair, who did fight it, she didn't tap out straight away,
1: which mm. obviously shows her fighting spirit. Of course, of course, and there was the um, there was of course Kai Sane and Ayo Shirai actually getting to team get together, team together, mm-hmm. and also face each other as well um, at certain parts, key elements throughout the match. They they managed to get some good but offensive and of heel, which I'm quite disappointed about. Um, yeah, it seems like a bit of a mo- missed opportunity when it comes to Ayo Shirai and Kairi Sane, I think. Um, obviously, the Sky Pirates are quite a successful tag team um, in their own and right.
2: they be used in the, the tag team division at some point.
1: Yeah, of course. So they've got to think about that as well, but... Um, yeah, I mean, do you think Ayo Shirai and Kairi Sane, um, as this is a bit of a platform for them as single stars, of course, do you think it's kind of a case now of now would be the time for them to maybe end up having that title shot that they lose um, against Banks and Bailey, boss and hug?
2: Well, yeah, I mean, if they don't lose their bets on Sunday, mm. then, yeah, yeah. That would be the logical thing for me be. to
1: do. Um, maybe, maybe kind of have it, on a built-up NXT show in between now and and Chicago, I believe, which will be Money in the Bank, would that be? Do they usually have Money in the Bank in Chicago still? or Because uh, we've had NXT normally. Chicago twice, haven't we? Normally.
2: Um, yeah, it would make sense for it to be on the NXT show.
1: Yeah, on the NXT TakeOver show. Um, if they do do another TakeOver for Money in the Bank, which seems to be the way that it has gone um, over the last few Big years. Five. Big Five. Big Five seems to be their mentality now. Um, yeah, Hashtag Big Five. Hashtag Big Five. Make it happen, Twitter. Make it happen, all of you. Um, All in all, where would you put this on your Tokyo Dome scale of Meltzerism? 15. I say 15 as well. I actually... It's a shame that I didn't call that because I thought you were going to go 15. Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, two out of three falls match for a vacant NXT Championship called it. Oh, also, Shayna Baszler (laughs) won the last one. Called it, yes. (laughs) Um, yes, it looks like Jay has completely called every element of this, um, so far. What were your thoughts in regards to this match? Uh, First off, as a whole, and I don't think we can be, I think it would be remiss of us if we didn't talk about the ending. So, yeah, no, um.
2: Obviously, uh, they'd had a slow pace at the start for the first two falls, yeah. which is kind of expected to draw up the match. Instead of going in there on a fast pace, it made sense because obviously the last fall is the most important fall for them to then speed up.
1: Of course, that to really start to be the crescendo of the of the structure. Exactly. Adam Cole, of course, um, took the first fall. First fall, yes, um, yes he did, um, with a very nice kind of sequence that ended with something. Um, that really <laughs> Johnny Gargano. This was the last match we watched, guys. Um, <laughs> we literally watched this and started recording, so that shows how, how well we are at noting at the moment. No, that's because we didn't note it. We didn't note it. You know? so
2: yeah, I told you we should have noted it.
1: Maybe. Johnny Gargano got hit <laughs> by a slam of some kind, um, that knocked him <laughs> the hell out. And <laughs> Adam Cole got that first pinfall. Um, Johnny Gargano ended up getting the Gargano escape into Adam Cole around ten minutes later um, after some nice back-and-forth action. Um, Adam Cole had to take the tap at that point.
2: He did it fast as well.
1: He did it very fast in order to show that he, he had that cerebral element um, to him where he was aware that... He still had that leeway of the extra fall over Johnny Gargano, and he knew that he had to make that decision in order to allow himself to continue the match without any kind of injury or, or similar uh, hindering him. Um, the final part of the match was, of course, the real back and forth. Um, there was continuing continuing one-upsmanship happening between both of these wrestlers, um, Johnny Gargano, definitely taking several big bumps and kicking out at times when normally the normal competitor would have long been destroyed. This is a nice reference back to the southern style of King's Road, um, just kind of mixing in with the NXT style, taking him as far as he can go with heavy on the back, top of the neck, slams, etc. That takes it back to the Japanese influence. It does indeed take it back. through the whole event. Yes, no, this is very, very true, and um, again, it was just a reference, definitely to try and get those, maybe maybe a bit of a reference to the old Japan kind of element, but no, very, very, very well put together um, in this final sequence, until, of course, everyone's favourite faction, the Undisputed Era, came down and started shenaniganing the hell out of this match. What were your thoughts on the Undisputed Era getting involved? I mean, obviously... It
2: was obvious that they were going to do that.
1: From a character perspective, obviously, Adam Cole needs them to be involved to some degree.
2: Um, The Hilo was pretty awesome from Red Dragon, and obviously Mm. he kicked out of that, which where he normally, like you said, wouldn't have kicked out. Yeah, of course. Fire Spirit on that one. And then I predicted he would take them all out, which he did with a... um, Spinning tornado kicked in everyone's head and then ddt one of them. I can't remember. I think it may have been Bobby Fish or Carly O'Reilly. Can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. And then he rolls back into the ring, doesn't he? And Adam Cole hits a series of super kicks, bullet club yep. points as well. Uh, hits his uh, finisher, which is Shining Wizard to the back of the head. Yeah. And Johnny kicks out again.
1: He does indeed. Shining Wizard to the back of the head. And Johnny was able to kick out once again. That guy is going to have some mega concussion in his late thirties, isn't he? <laughs> like he is going to, he could very well end up being one of those wrestlers who has to edge their way out halfway through a title reign or something and retire. Like he, that's how many, that's how many massive, massive head kicks he but, seems but to take.
2: Are they hitting? Are they even connecting? I'm surely not all of them do hit him in the head. Um, I would Hopefully. hope. I would <laughs> hope not. But if they, um, if they did, he would be. They are very good. The they are
1: very good at what they do. As um, they do not show much light. They don't show any light in this at all. Um, part of that's through um, due to the great to, due to the great camera trickery that is WWE makes everything look a bit more hard hitting, um, and part of it is just through to. How how much harder the product is down in in Full Sail University compared to compared to WWE in the main roster? I think Maybe this this
2: event was more strong style, probably because of what's happening
1: tonight. Of course, of course, um, I would imagine that would be the case. Um, I mean, it makes sense um, for them to bring this event forward. And it certainly makes sense for um, for them to try and preempt some of the more strong style leanings of. It. The thing is, there are there are definitely impressive highlight reels going into WrestleMania that the WWE now own, um, and it does kind of give a lot of the feel um, of a New Japan Pro Wrestling kind of s- spot. There was some Ring of Honor elements as well, definitely towards the end of the Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle match, where they both where they both exchanged some some honor between themselves in the ring as well with the fist bump um and johnny gargano is is he is one of the penultimate kind of poster boys for that kind of era of indie wrestling where where ring of honor was was the the bee's knees and considered the the kind of top of its game um yeah i i i would i would think that that is that is what they're going for um johnny gargano won he did. With submission. the three count. Sub- well With the submission, submission the, th- yeah. the three taps, sorry. Johnny so,
2: escaped uh, twice, actually. So, yeah, he, he won submission on both the fours.
1: Puts over that move very, very well. Really does put over that move very, very well. Even when Adam Cole wasn't protecting himself by just tapping out the second time, he only managed to keep it going for less than a minute before Adam Cole taps out. So, it does put over that move really, really well. Um, Johnny Gargano... Um, then walked up to the ra- top of the ramp with Thingy Bob, Candice Lerae. And that's an extra pound for Jay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Candice LeRae. Um And at the top of the ramp, much to the love of the audience, Tommaso Champa steps in from behind and hugs Johnny Gargano. What are your th- what? <laughs> what are your thoughts on this, Jay?
2: That where the story ends is
1: that the big payoff? Are we supposed to accept that as the payoff? Thanks, WWE. Good night, everybody. Johnny's going to Johnny's going to be the champion. tomas is to in hospital. Good night, everybody. I,
2: I mean, yeah, it's great they embrace. Blah 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 blah. But was that supposed to happen in the first place? Was he supposed to beat Tommaso, and then he turns face
1: within was, the match? Was that supposed to happen? Yeah.
2: That would have been a great story.
1: That would have been a great story. That would have been a fantastic story. So why not just wait? or potentially he might not be coming back. That's true. I mean, Johnny Gargano. But, Johnny Gargano was face in this match. He he came out as face. His corrupted smiley face, um, or his corrupted face winking emoji, that has now gone full on face again. There is no there is no corruption. There is no degradation to that. It is just a simple ASCII style. Winking face. And now
2: everyone's a happy family again, with no real explanation.
1: This is classic WWE booking for the moment, not for the future.
2: Yeah, no, they they really needed to leave um, Tommaso off, off television. Off tev- oh yeah, just off television. Off yeah, pay per view. It, it
1: has it has kind of sucked all the air out of this Johnny Gargano situation for me. Just so now they're moving on from it, and that's it. Yeah, just moving on from it. What, did they go to therapy and they just forgot to tell us? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what the hell? What the hell, WWE? Yeah,
2: yeah. thanks for that.
1: Yeah. Moving forward, um, in regards to all of that, one thing that we must mention is, of course, the presence of the Time Splitter. Kushida. Kushida um, from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, last seen at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Wrestle Kingdom 13. Um, interesting. Interesting to see him. Um, very, very excited for what he can offer the NXT locker room. What are your thoughts on on the introduction of Kashida to the NXT audience today? Um, earlier today, Kashida's a very exciting performer. You could slot him in
2: in the main event scene quite easily, mm. or straight into the North American uh tartar seen quite easily beyond
1: that i mean can you imagine the uh, he's he's been a wrestler He's made his mark in several different tag team divisions across the world at this stage well, including
2: he's he's made in tag team divisions yeah he, he's he's been a tag team wrestler who has made his mark as a singles competitor as well oh
1: yeah as both but wwe being wwe and their, their seeming focus on tag team wrestling to cover up the sheer depth and breadth of their roster who do you think would be the ideal partner for Kashida currently on the roster?
2: What, or the roster? Or um, just NXT?
1: NXT, let's go with NXT.
2: Well, I mean, you need someone who's, who has a skill set of an Alex Shelley or a Chris Sabin. Mm. I mean, they've only teamed at once, but they they were seamless. Um, so, saying that, it's just John and Gregor. It's a big skill set. But he's out, out the picture because. He's he's the champion. He's yeah.
1: he's too busy. He's too busy getting it on in so his three way relationship.
2: Who can he bring up? That is the question. Because Kushida is a top name. Hmm. Um, everyone knows Kushida, right?
1: Well, I think I think everybody within the NXT I know seat. Who would you put within, Rich? That's a really really good question. Um, it's a really hard question. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Actually, I wish I hadn't asked it because I d- I d- I genuinely can't can't think of somebody right now on that roster who could. How about if you were to bring someone in from either 205 or NXT UK, someone who's maybe not being utilised um, quite as well as they could be, or perhaps just somebody who needs a bit of freshening up? Let's so that thought. Let's that thought. I still don't know. How about that Cruiserweight Championship guy? The, um, Cruiserweight champ guy?
2: Buddy Murphy. Buddy
1: Murphy. Buddy Murphy and Kushida. That would be a good team. Wouldn't it?
2: But then he's still the 205 champion.
1: Well, let's just fantasy bucket. Let's just pretend we can do move anyone anywhere. We can have a faction with Johnny Gargano. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that would work. That would work. And Candice LeRae. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Naomi. Naomi, yeah. Why not? Shakur in there. <laughs> For no reason. <laughs> Carmella. Um <right. laughs> So that that kind of makes up for it. Um, what do you reckon this is going to be the best WWE, um, th- the best individual or the best combination of five matches WWE present to us over this weekend? I suppose the question well, is: Well, the
2: consistency was there. Every match was good. Yeah, every match was great. You're, so You're going to get to WrestleMania and there will not be that consistency there you, you there's going to be spots where you want to fall asleep um says <laughs> <so> the <there's laughs> guy who fell to sleep
1: halfway through walter <laughs> and so I lie up. don't listen to this guy
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh dear me. he has no idea yeah no he, he <laughs> was watching through his eyelids <laughs> yeah i saw it all happen <laughs> well yeah that is um that is my thoughts on the entire affair anyway. I'm I'm, I'm very excited to see um, what they do with Kushida, providing that they utilise him correctly. I will say um, that, of course, Roderick Strong would have been the perfect person to put with someone like a Kushida, except, obviously, he has been moved into Undisputed Era, and I can't see him changing his mind on that one. But yeah. On a
2: WWE perspective, that kind of tag team would work.
1: mm yeah, no, no, I like your thought on that. That would actually be a logical thing for the WWE to do. So, but I want to see him as a singles competitor. I don't want to see him in the tag division. I want to see him as a singles competitor as well. I think you could get some really lengthy, beautifully placed kind of matches between him and. I mean, he works well with big guys. He works well with short guys. So, I mean, seeing him, seeing him in a feud with Volta, seeing him in a feud with Velveteen Dream, seeing him involved with Matt Riddle. Um, it's Pretty a shame. Anyone on the roster, yeah. It's a shame that Alistair Black and Ricochet are leaving because they would be perfect fodder for, a, for a particularly. Well, obviously because Ricochet and Ricochet have had matches before, so that would yeah. be a perfect first opponent. But, uh, but I mean, even Alistair Black's still slightly now inside that insta- inside that NJPW kind of bubble, considering how perfectly he executed half of their move <laughs> <laughs> in regards to last night. So. Um, to watch the products, yeah, yeah. Um, very, very <laughs> excited though for um, NJP. Can't get
2: you? a Kenny Omega, make it someone
1: else. Well, yeah, this is very, very true. <laughs> Speaking of replacing Kenny Omega with somebody, um, Jay White and Kazuchka Okada will face <laughs> each other <laughs> at the yeah, G one That's his real name, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> At the G1 (laughs) Supercard for NJPW and ROH tonight at Madison Square Garden. It was the first non-WWE wrestling product to appear at the Garden since 1960s. And it is the first... Sold out
2: in three
1: minutes, was it? Yep. First one to sell out Madison Square Garden since the 1953... Um, non-WWE promotion there. Um, so And they were pissed. Yeah, Vince McMahon was pissed. He spat his tuna across his office, um, which he apparently keeps in cans behind his big office chair and just opens it up, just dips a fork in there, and just off he goes, off he goes. Tuna. Tuna. Occasionally has steak with ketchup as well.
2: And salmon in a yeah. tin because, you know, they mix mm-hmm. them up.
1: Yeah. Vince McMahon, mm. ladies and gentlemen. Tuna. The first match on the <laughs> ROH New Japan Pro Wrestling G1 Supercard is um, Kigetsu Hazuki and Jenny Rose versus Sumi Saka, Hana Kimura and Stella Gray. Um, Thoughts, Jay? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm not quite sure who these are. I have not seen any of their matches That means you
1: owe me um, £6 pounds.
2: I don't think that's how it works <laughs> oh, I so do believe Sumisaki was the, was the first uh, woman of honour champion And that's woman pretty
1: Honor. much all I know about these six Cool um Maya Iwatani <laughs> versus Kelly Klein comes up straight after what do that you know, Rich? um I know absolutely nothing but I do know that it is the women of honor world championship match I'm not a big ROH fan I'd never claim to be so um you know I I don't have that level of knowledge I'm afraid um should we just move straight on to the ROH World and IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championship Winner match? Takes All match? Winner Takes All. They seem to be unifying these two titles for no reason at all. Not unifying. Oh, just, just, just Winner Takes All.
2: Winner Takes All.
1: Interesting, interesting for cross-promotional reasons. They have had people who have held both championships before um, and been kind of touring champions, and it's a, it's a testament. Books. Testament to books did that, yeah. It's a testament to the ongoing relationship between Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling that it would garner so much success to sell out Madison Square Garden on WrestleMania weekend in order to do it and also prompt WWE to move their NXT takeover to a night earlier. We've got the Briscoes, um a very, very popular indie tag team, um and have been for a very long time. Um Villain Enterprises, um Evil and Sonada. And, of course, the gorillas of Destiny. That's providing they are not too battered after or before their block party. That Uh, we are not invited to. That we are not invited to. Bastards. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So... What are your thoughts on this one? Who do you think is walking away with it? I'm I'm banking on Gorillas of Destiny to get Bullet Club over.
2: Ah, yeah. Well, you know, that's exactly where I was going with it. I mean, Briscoes would be would be interesting for them to go over to Japan, mm. but I don't see that happening. Um, I think Villain Enterprise would be more than willing to do that. Yeah. Um, Evilson and Ida don't really go to ROH, and they want to travel over is Bullet Club. So it, on that statement really it makes sense for god to go over i think taking I, both titles
1: i think considering the um i think considering the ancillary connection um to the states um in regards to god obviously um, it's logical it, it makes sense logical, for them to yeah. be in that area and kind of dealing with the aftermath of the bullet club's usa presence over the last year um, and possibly take up the mantle where the elite Ne- didn't necessarily um remain after all elite wrestling came in so it would make sense to me um to have to have Tangelao and Tama tanga and all of those guys kind of just get a bit more involved across across brands um so yeah that's that's where i'm going with this kotorabushi versus tetsuya naito for the iwgp intercontinental championship match these two guys have fought on and off it seems to be kotorabushi's holding pattern when there's no Kenny omega to drive his character development along um or at least his his more popu- the more popular elements of his golden Age character my best. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um now he's in a in a period because he is separated from Kenny Omega, now he's in a period where he really needs to start building legacy um and really start getting the same level of um the same level of gold plaudits that Kenny Omega has had. Um however he's just not quite ready for the championship scene um at the moment. he's he's pulling a he's pulling a always chasing kind of kind of underdog. Underdog story um, out most of the time. I feel that he could. This could be his night. He's already defeated Tetsuya Naito in the first round of the Super J Cup. Um, He
2: should really be portraying a badass character who goes in and kicks someone's head in because he has the skill set to do that.
1: He does have the skill set to do that. I think the main issue regarding Kota Ibushi is that he's a nice guy. He's yeah, he's never crossed over into that evil Kenny Omega space that Kenny Omega did, and that's I think that from a character development perspective, you could probably say that's what's holding him back. Um, that is what keeps him from reaching and attaining that next level. I would like to see long-term Kota Ibushi become more vicious, head much more towards that Ishii territory, um, which Ishii obviously is the guy who first bought out Kota Ibushi's mean streak back in 2014, um, causing very strike-heavy matches um, between the two of them, an incredibly vicious feud. Between the two of them at various points, um, and really got Kota Ibushi into that state where he could take several strong, strong style chops and and forearms to the face and continue wrestling. That's just gone further and further over the last year or so, um, especially considering the style that wrestling with Kenny Omega and wrestling in the feuds with as much depth and depth and character that his feuds with alongside Kenny Omega and the rest of the elite, has caused. As a result, I think now we need to see a championship on him, but we also need to see him start to get some real edge to his character. As he ages, that is going to be very important to add to him over time, I feel. Jay? I think you kind of covered that one, didn't you, Rich?
2: Uh, Nothing to add to that, really. Um, I do think Ibushi is going over...
1: Of course, there is one more thing we do need to say about this match. I. Man. Zach Sabre <laughs> Jr. versus Hiroshi Tanahashi for the British Heavyweight Championship. I did not expect to see the British Heavyweight Championship. Um, that repro, isn't it? Yeah, that's a Rev Pro title being fought in Madison Square Garden between two NJPW stars at an NJPW and ROH supercard, which
2: is from the UK.
1: Elevates elevates Rev Pro, but I doubt we're going to hear Rev Pro's name because I think um, I think British Heavyweight Champion might still be an NJPW title overall, even though it is mainly mainly defended on Rev Pro um when they do their import shows over here um it would make sense actually um for them to pull back now that NJPW are, are bringing their full roster into the uk um this coming november including red shoes um which obviously means Retiree. that yeah yeah uh, which obviously means that it's very important um what are your thoughts on this match i mean it's going to be it's going to be very very technical, um, but very character. Yeah, I think
2: it's gonna be clash of styles. Yeah, um, I'm not too too big on Tanahashi as a wrestler of a whole. I've Never really liked his style. I I'm unsure why they keep putting him in a high position. He needs to be in a position where he's putting over younger stars, and hopefully, this is where that's gonna happen. He's gonna put over Zack Sabre Jr. I think he deserve. Um, I
1: think he should be putting over Zack Sabre Jr. What I get the vibe I get from Tanahashi is 1997 era Shawn Michaels without the drugs. <laughs> when it comes to position, yeah, no, okay, yeah, I can get that. Yeah, yeah I mean, I he has well that. he has all the skills, but he also seems to have some level of sway that kind of puts him puts him into <laughs> a lot of matches that you wouldn't necessarily think he needs to be in. Um, I I really do like him, and he's put on some great matches. His matches with Shinsuke, Na- his match with Shinsuke Nakamura at the G1 Climax um, at the G1 Climax in 2015, I believe, was one of the Best, best matches that I've seen in a very long time. Um, Better than the Sean Benjamin one. Very, very good. Very, very good. At the same time, I, I do like Sean Benjamin, though. Yeah, no, he's a good wrestler. He doesn't get yeah. enough TV time. Doesn't get enough. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, at the same time, I'm hoping Zat Sabre Jr. wins. Um, Zat Sabre Jr. is on fire at the moment. He's been on fire for the last year. Um, it, is, it is should be it.
2: taking over Suzuki-Gun at any point.
1: Yeah, should be taking over. I mean, Saber Junior Goon. Saber Goon. Saber Goon. Zack Goon. Zach, Zach. Junior Goon. Junior Goon. Saber um, Junior Goon. No, it's got to be Saber Junior Goon. Sa- Saber, Saber Goon. Sa- Saber Goon. Saber Goon. Yeah. So Saber Goon um, will be heading forwards over the next couple of years. Um, yeah, I know. Totally into it. Absolutely looking forward to seeing Zack Sabre Jr.
2: I hope this match surprises me, but I do want the Sabre to go over.
1: I'm really looking forward to seeing Zack Sabre Jr. go over. He needs a good title defence. This seems like the perfect place for him to do it um, in order to make sure that, that British Heavyweight Championship um, retains that prestige. Plus, with with NJPW appearing in um, November in the UK, doing two nights in London, it would surprise the hell out of me that Zack Sabre Jr. would arrive without the British Heavyweight Championship around his waist. So this just seems like a like another way to add a bit more prestige to that belt. IWGP Heavyweight Championship match, Jay White um, is going to face Kazuchika Okada. Um, Kazuchika Okada, of course, Having a fantastic showing in the J Cup um this year. If predictable showing, of course. Um absolutely annihilating the competition as he as he went through. Some fantastic matches um across the board with Kazuchika Okada. Um I was a bit disappointed to see him win. Um
2: Should have this should have this been Kenny Omega versus a code of five?
1: This probably should have been. Um but then it's not like Kenny Omega is the kind of guy who would, who would want to repeat that that many times. Um, this is their opportunity to tell us whether Jay White is the next Kenny Omega or not. This is the one. He's not the
2: next Kenny Omega. He's the next Jay White. He's well, he's this completely different style. Obviously, he's is, taken his mantle. Yeah, the top yeah, but competitor. I mean, when
1: it comes to when it comes to the guy. Can Jay if anybody is going to put on a match with Jay White, which is the match that generates the same buzz, has the same reaction, and manages to cause as many ruffled feathers in the wrestling industry as Kenny Omega versus Kazuchika Okada won. This is the time when it must happen because the Wrestle Kingdom (coughs) showing, the Wrestle Kingdom showing, um, was it was good. It was a good match, but it was mediocre at best comparatively. Um.
2: Jay it White was was up and coming. He wasn't ready for the title yet.
1: Mm. Now, now, we've it, now we've got to see. Now we've got to see if he is ready to do that. Fighting watching champion,
2: hold that title. Mm. It's it's kind of hard to watch sometimes.
1: This is it, he, this is the point where he's either going to become the champion or he's going to sit on the undercard forever. We will know by the end of this match which way NJPW go with it. I'm still the whitest Jay. <sighs> Only for another few days, though, because that know, Bullet Club told season. i not to say
2: anything yeah. like that, but fuck yeah, no. Ce- you, Bullet Club.
1: Yeah, cease and desist this. I'm the whitest J. Yeah, he I is am. the whitest J. 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 white boy. <laughs> IWGP, oh, sorry, who do you think is going to win? Oh, Jay White. I would like Kazuchika Okada to win, um, however... No, no, no. I would like Jay White to win. But Jay White's
2: going over. It just depends if he puts on a good showing or not.
1: I would like Jay White to win, but I would like him to win with a great showing. That's what I want from Jay White. We'll have to see. Um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match is also listed. Um, obviously, Taiji Ishimori, Dragon Lee, and Bandido.
2: Was Dragon Lee the guy that um, broke Takahashi's neck? I think it was. I'll
1: fucking know. <laughs> i ain't got wikipedia in front this, of
2: me. This, this is going to be fast-paced barnstormers yeah yeah you're this is see a lot if, you, if you're into your, your high flying this is the match for you
1: was bandido the guy who we saw at um all in all in who yeah, yeah. yeah he does a he does a top rope old school um walk along the tightrope um right from the top rope straight to the middle flips it around and does a moonsault um as one of his signature signature set pieces and when he did the that I, is insane. I have never seen I mean he's I believe he's the latest member of the Bullet Club, is that correct? Phantasmo. Oh, then never mind.
2: He's part of Blood Bloodline.
1: Oh. ROH World TV and never open weight championship match between Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay. Um, we
2: didn't say he was gonna win.
1: Um Ishimura to go Ishimura over Ishimura to go over, yeah. Yeah. Um Jeff Cobb or Will Ospreay? Will Ospreay obviously the never open weight champion um and Jeff Cobb the ROH World Television Championship.
2: Are they both are these both on the line or is it just champion versus champion? I believe
1: champion? it is um a championship match as you can see states ROH World TV and never open weight championship match. So I wow. reckon it's both.
2: Okay. Well,
1: so the question is is Will Ospreay going to be spending more time at ROH or is Jeff Cobb going to be spending more, more time in, in Japan? Japan for wrestling. Yeah.
2: Considering he was a New Japan Pro Wrestling signed with ROH. Because he was a free agent at the time.
1: Mm.
2: Which then brought him back over to the US.
1: It would make sense, f- in my opinion.
2: I, I would say give it to um, Osprey, I mean.
1: Yeah, I I would rather have Osprey um, putting on. Try, I would rather cause. see that because I, I think he's capable of doing it. He already does it because he spends a lot of time at independent shows in the UK as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, in fact, I am yet to go to an independent show in the UK that Will Ospreay isn't in. <laughs> that's how, that's how prolific this guy is. I swear, there's like three of them. He's like doink. <laughs> um, but, no, I mean genuinely, I think that's. Um, I, I would love to see. I would love but to see him go.
2: over and Jeff Coff is still coming up.
1: Mm, that's true.
2: When he put a over, that is that's the
1: Well, I mean, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, Will Ospreay is is that kind of guy. He is willing to go for that.
2: Because then that can put him into the world title picture, mm-hmm. uh, the IWPG. IWGP. Yeah, that's what I meant to
1: say. Yeah. <laughs> Lossing con <Grenoble laughs> de Japan.
2: Yeah, I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because he's already had that great showing with Jay White, which he lost. Yep. So it would make sense, it would make sense for him to lose a move into that picture.
1: Yeah, it would. Cool. So we think Will Ospreay, yeah. I'm going cob. You're going cob, I'm going Will Ospreay. We have a bet. Right, Rush versus Dalton Castle, um with the boys. Thoughts on this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh they've both got completely different styles.
1: Dalton Castle uh. has a penis, I think, is is his gimmick, isn't it?
2: That wouldn't be his gimmick, no. That's his? Joe Ryan.
1: Oh, they all have so many different names. <laughs> <laughs> What's Doton Castle's thing?
2: The boys. He's a
1: peacock. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um Rush, <laughs> I believe, runs Los Incogrenables.
2: Yes, that's right, yes. That's yes. Right.
1: The the actual Los is not the Which pleasure of seeing
2: somebody's working M O W this guy can Go so yeah, yeah. No, no he's he's got a bit of high seen, flying. I've certainly game. So, yeah he's an all rounder.
1: Certainly seen some of his work. Um, I certainly seen some of his work at some point, but. Um, it's been a while. Very much looking forward to refreshing myself with um, both of these guys. Actually, um, Dalton Castle. I have He's seen the next ROH
2: champion, Dal- uh, Dalton Castle.
1: I've seen some of Dalton Castle's work, um, and very very I impressed. He was Joe Ryan? Then I haven't seen <laughs> any of Dalton Castle's work, so that should be good. <laughs> and NYC Street Fight: Bully Ray versus Juice Robinson. Um.
2: What can you say? I mean, Juice Robinson is growing on me. Uh,
1: Juice Robinson is a fairly, fairly decent in the ring. Um, I could do with a bit less of the Japanese thing, like the the crazy kind of gimmick that he's got. It, I mean, I know he's not. It's it's just it just it's a street
2: fight, and he has a faction.
1: It it just yeah. <laughs> it, it, Come on, <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense.
2: He's definitely going over. Yeah, even if he doesn't use the faction, but. It did, I, I doubt he would. Um, but he raised the king of Madison Square Garden. That's what he said in his promo. Okay. He went through all his accolades, what he's done with WWE, and how many times he's been there. And he's the king of the Madison Square Garden.
1: Yeah, I'm or sure. The, I'm sure God f- God Vince McMahon feels the same. Um, yeah. Who do you think's going over? Robinson. I'm going to say. I'm going to also say Robinson. I think. Bully Ray is at that period in his career where just his name is necessary in order for him to get a match over. He doesn't necessarily, no one's tracking Bully Ray's wins and losses anymore. It's just, you know, it's a fairly important, you know, it's a fairly important series of events when Bully Ray's involved anyway, don't you? So, yeah. Should be good. Definitely going to be tables. There is definitely going to be tables. Um, That's my prediction. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I have a feeling. Um, Are we going to get Devon? Uh,
2: No, because he's a producer in
1: WWE. ROH World Championship match. (laughs) Jay Lethal versus Matt Tavern and Marty Skrull. Taven. Taven. um, How's this one looking for you, Jay? It's looking quite good. I love seeing Marty Skrull do anything. That guy Um, is... Marty Skrull
2: was interjected into... well. It was meant to be facing the winner of Matt Taven and Jay Lee. Full. they had a match. Champion versus I'm pretending to be the champion match to become the RH world champion. Uh, That was a draw. He's money, Uh, isn't he? Who? Marty Skull. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. He is absolute money. Sorry. Just thought I'd interject.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, he won some kind of tournament. I forgot what the tournament was called. Yeah. But, yeah, I think he went over Christopher Daniels in some kind of capacity to be interjected into this world title match. Um, they had a draw, so Jay Leithman and Taven had a draw, which then made it a triple threat. Not sure where the ladders came into it. Not saw the build up, but properly really, I'm not seeing it properly. So uh-huh. that's just a bit of a gist of the whole thing. Uh, Marty Skrull's, um contract ends in May. Um, I haven't heard anything of him signing a new one if he's not going to sign a new one we all know where he's going to end up
1: well um that would bring me on to my next next actual subject um if this match is the last match which currently looking at the listing here on the g1 on the g1 web page um you can we have all, we have read from bottom to top here which means that the ROH World Championship match, Jay Lethal, Matt Taven and Marty Skull will be the last match. My belief is we may see an AEW invasion. Thoughts, Jay? That would be interesting.
2: So the, the Elite come and help Marty Skull win?
1: Well, there's no reason why they wouldn't.
2: There is no reason why they wouldn't.
1: And of course, they have been known to, they have been known to interject themselves into other events, and if it
2: it what? has been said there isn't a working relationship with ROH,
1: but that could all be a lie. There is no reason they've they they have been kayfabe throughout throughout the creation of AEW. Mm. The only person who hasn't been kayfabe has been Khan. Everyone else has been kayfabe to some degree. So it wouldn't surprise me if that that is actually. My gold button prediction of the weekend. What? (laughs) That's right. I am making this gold button prediction of the weekend. I will do... This is
2: news to me. It is entirely news (laughs) to me. It is coming
1: off the top of my cuff. (laughs) If I can manage to do all four gold...
2: I was going to say scroll going over, but I didn't think about the Elite popping up.
1: There you go. There you go. It is my gold button prediction. If I can do... All four gold button predictions throughout the course of this year, I will get
2: like Britain's got talent. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> will they go straight to the final?
1: I get straight through to the final. <laughs> I, that's what happens. That's what happens. I I get to I will get an automatic invite to the block party 2020. ninety two thousand twenty. Isn't that happening right now? Two thousand twenty. Oh right, yeah. In Florida.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Flow rider. Flow Rider, don't know why I said that. Me
1: neither. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. That was that's the show, everyone. <laughs> the show. So, uh, yeah. if you wanna... no, no. Please, <laughs> please do join us for tomorrow's show. In which case, we will be going through all of the malarkey that you have you have just heard us discuss. Um, this will be the G One Supercard. We will go piece by piece. They, there could be some amazing news. You, we may have just called. We may have just called what happens tonight AEW to invade ROH World Championship match between Jay Lee for Matt Tabin and Marty Skull to close out the G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden. One last question, actually. Do you think they're going to do that really weird thing where they have the hard cam pointing at the aisle that they always do at Madison Square Garden? Really irritates me when they do that.
2: Uh, WWE did change that,
1: didn't they? I know WWE did change that, but I can't see... I can't see these guys bothering. Hmm. Because, I mean, it's part of the New Japan Pro Wrestling look. I wouldn't be surprised if they had one of those ramps that aren't ramps and are just platforms that extend right down to the ring. That's a very them thing to do, isn't it, in that situation?
2: Then it will be on the aisle, yeah.
1: Yeah. Cool. Called
2: it. That's (laughs) that's my silver button. (laughs) That
1: is my silver button.
2: Silver button. It doesn't quite get to the final, but it gets you to the semis. It always gets me a semi.
1: <laughs> right that 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 that's the show <laughs> <laughs> Bye Beard bear, bear out bear a bear out
0: bide my tongue, bide my time, wearing a warning sign, wait till the world is mine. I've the cold in my kingdom size Fell for these ocean eyes You should see me in the crowd I know when there's nothing to help Watch me make a bow One white, one white, one One white, one white You should see me in the crowd Your silence is my favorite sound Watch me make a bow One white, one white Blood on a marble wall I like the way they all scream Tell me which one is worse Living or dying first Sleeping inside a hearse I don't see You say, come over baby I think you're pretty Baby, if you think I'm pretty, you should see me in the crowd. been spinning, I've been winning, i in been spinning, I've been winning,